0: a very good afternoon it is a wednesday afternoon i'm sure you are all baffled as to what the hell is happening with touchline listen it's the champions league and uh, what a way to get us started and hyped up for the second leg of the second semi-final today on the touchline wait wait if you are maybe. tuning in for the very first time, my name is o Lady Poco. Before I get carried away, I'm so excited already. My name is O Lady Poco and I'm not alone. I have Mr. Vincent here with me this afternoon. Vince, welcome to Touchline.
1: Thank you for having me as usual. I see you more than I see my parents, which is a sad thing actually.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe you need to, we need to get used to the fact that, you know, I'm also gonna start seeing your parents soon. Maybe when you want to study home I don't wow, know. But you wow, know, I you mean now we're very accepting time. at home. <laughs>
1: Leave it <laughs> offline. <laughs>
0: good, to see you. good to see you. Oh, thank you so much. Before we get into the business of the Champions League as well as the Europa, big news coming out of South Africa. On Monday evening, we sat here and spoke about Benny McCarthy and Noam there but no, Sapa was like, sorry, Huns, sorry, kiddos. The new new coach, rather actually the 19th senior coach for South Africa has been announced. It is Hugo Bross, a man who has won AFCON with Cameroon back in 2017. The 69-year-old takes over on a five-year contract. We know him to be a winner. I mean, he's won the league in Belgium as well as having coached and to Vince what do you think of the signing? And also, did you even know this man prior to the announcement?
1: <laughs> I didn't know this guy. Off a bar of soap, I've also been there doing my research now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he was, a, he was the only foreigner to actually be on the five-man shortlist. So, quite surprisingly, Safer made the same decision for an ongoing issue. But mm. and we also don't know how this is going to pan out. So, yeah, obviously, we sat here and we thought, you know, surely we're going to go... Uh, a young coach, you know, not a sixty-seven-year-old yeah. veteran. So I feel like we've gone around, we've gone down this road before. But Safa are essentially the decision makers, and if we're going to keep on, you know, trying to, you know, cure the same disease, mm. gonna, you, know, wrong. Okay. you don't know how it's going to go. Let's be optimistic. Let's let's realize that he is a, a proven winner, okay, at an Afcon level. So we would like to believe that uh, he might be able to go. And-
0: I mean, I agree. I mean, when they first postponed the announcement because they were saying COVID regulations, we should have known by then that it's going to be an international coach. Because, I mean, why would we worry about COVID when Benny McCarthy is a flight away? You know, from Oartambo to Kingshire, it's just like 45 minutes. We can easily just holler. And uh, I guess now Safa have revealed their plans and they have a five year long plan. With regards to um, Coach Hugo, and hopefully this is the, the change that Bafana Bafana needs. But also, we've been saying that the change starts at the top. So we don't know how much of a difference this new coach is going to make with regards to all the problems that we already have in South African football.
1: Yeah, it's, look, it's a little bit annoying as well because I think he would have been welcomed with more open arms had South Africa made, made, not made such a puhaha or uh, a, a bugger up of the announcement and the bill. Yeah. You know, There's an, an announcement that was that should have been done a fortnight ago. And I just think the anticipation and the wait has also, you know, allowed South Africans' expectations to also be tempered by now the reality mm. that we find ourselves in. So let's see how it goes. Um, like we said, he is a winner. He, he does come mm. with a plethora of experience. So let's see how it goes. Let's be optimistic and let's be positive. And, Yeah, we never know um, what Bruce or good old Mr. Hugo brings to the table. So
0: let's see. Let's see what the five-year plan is for him. And that is the breaking news coming out of South Africa today. But now back to regular programming, back to our afternoon sessions on Touchline. The very first, actually, for us to be live on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. It's only because the Champions League and Europa League are so fantastic. We just could not wait. Last night, we saw Manchester City book their way into their first ever final. The 29th of May will have an English team that is Manchester City with Pep Guardiola reaching his first final in 10 years. How ridiculous was that game last night? I
1: I was here on Touchline on Monday and I said, Guys, this is what's going to (laughs) happen. Run this shit back. And there were there was a, there were three people in this panel that would not give me my flowers. But yesterday, exactly, maybe two, maybe two, <laughs> two out of the four panel members would not would me a of No, listen, no, 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 Neymar, no, no guys, we spoke about Man City's defense. Ruben Diaz, mm. twenty-three years old, bringing an I can't believe it. unbelievable, unbelievable. So. As you said, though, in your in your first question, I almost can't believe that this is Pep's first final in a decade. In a decade, and we're talking about like, yeah, we're talking about essentially a guy, uh, a manager who's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. His first final in ten years. I think yesterday, even after, even after the game, he even said Mm. to uh, to to the panel that we're interviewing, or should I say, the interviewer that it really proves how difficult the Champions League is. He has had great teams, but it proves how difficult the Champions League is. And honestly, there is an element of luck that you've got to have to go and make yeah. that final. And since yeah. I think mean, he started speaking about the journey in terms of where City have come to go and get there. Mm. So all those heartbreaks of the Tottenham um, two years ago, um last season. Leon
0: last season. Like, Leon yeah. last year.
1: So like mm. those make... Those you know, defeats make this like victory somewhat sweeter. And you know, first first Champions League final for Man City in half uh, a century. So obviously you know history's been made, but man, what an amazing game. What an amazing it game for <laughs> another game for a good 45 minutes. I just think that mm-hmm. got it so right. He didn't complicate anything. We knew anything. He wasn't play with the, yeah, we knew he wasn't gonna play mm-hmm. with the striker. And uh, yeah, I think to go and borrow uh, Jim Bigland's uh, Jim Bigland's words yesterday was it really all came down to Latino temperament. And I'm not saying that to be racist. Ooh, Ooh.
0: you know he <laughs> had to apologize for that. Already apologize.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, look, it was it was an amazing game. I thought, yeah, you know, actually, it was amazing. Uh, exactly what you want from a tough game. Technically, mm-hmm. exactly. Back and forth, some red cards, some controversial decisions, some offsides. He um, being caught as goal, sometimes a penalty claim. So, there was everything yeah. in that picture. I, I loved it. I loved it.
0: I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy to think that before that Morris um, first goal, PSG were, you know, just have just been a, uh, awarded a penalty, which obviously they are overturned because Zinchenko was like, uh ah no, yeah. not. hey, this is my shoulder. He fought that one. I mean, he was fighting throughout the game. I mean, his own captain had to calm him down at some stage. But looking at PSG and their reactions to a lot of the things that happened, because I mean, there's news coming out of the from Anderhera as well as Marco Verratti saying that you know the ref did use some foul language with regards to Paredes and a certain tackle that was made. So that's why their reaction was that. But also looking at Di Maria, his reaction of you know, a player of his caliber, haven't been in this industry for so long what do you th- how do you what, we can't excuse that behavior I, I don't even know what to say about what Di Maria did he fell straight I, into a Fernandinho um, mishap and red he saw
1: and we saw we saw we saw what happened there on the touchline with him literally lashing out to Fernandinho the first time with the arm and then, yes. essentially, then essentially putting the boot out and stomping on Fernandinho and you think to yourself you know in the heat of the moment you would like to believe that PSG has won. They've won titles. PSG were in the final last year against not the
0: Bayern.
1: Either, yeah. And you would like to believe that, not even you would like to believe, the true reality is the players that were on the pitch yesterday are the same players that were in that final last year, bar star Liena Mbappé. So you would like to be that they would go and bring that experience into this picture. And it's, mm. it surprised me, you, a guy like Di Maria, almost, I don't want to say single-handedly, But he probably single-handedly won the La Décima for Real Madrid. For Real. He's a guy who knows how to take a game by the scruff of the neck. And for a guy to just completely lose it, lose it at that moment, I was (laughs) perplexed. And um, I think that's why sometimes we underrate how difficult it is to go the distance in terms of Mm -hmm. the Champions League. Because SSJ are used to winning the league on. Winning. Um, yeah. they're winning yeah. So they're used to that. They're, they're not used to this, you know, this never say die. Things are on the line. So that's why mm-hmm. they haven't been able to get over that hump. And when that you get hurdle. over that hump, you know, that, that that hurdle, so to say, then I feel like they'll get there as a team. But uh I guess it just wasn't to be. Uh, you can't go up against a pep t- a pep team that went on a 21 game winning streak that is playing without a striker and they're making football. Yeah. And, and think that, you know, with bad attitude. And sometimes you got you, you, to, you're a professional. You, you cannot allow, one, the opponent to get to you or two, the ref to get to you. The ref, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, they're psychologists for these things and they, these psychologists work in your club and how you can just let yourself down, your team down at that moment. He got that red card in the 67th minute. your team was
0: 2-0 down already at that time, like, it was not helping in any regard, but also, um, I want to go back to Pochettino, because after the first half, I really thought he would have made that substitution, especially with Maury Cardi, because we barely saw him in the game. I really thought he would have, you know, uh, made that substitution where, yes, he wasn't going to bring in Mbappe, that's fine, but bring in a Moise Keane who has been playing and has been banging in goals anyway, so you already had that momentum just going forward, but, Every time Neymar had to go forward, he didn't have anybody supporting him. And that's another thing that lacked in the PSG thing. So I wanted to bring um, this conversation back to Pochettino and and obviously Twitter and the chat and, and how apparently you really can't take the man out of Spurs. So can we still put that on Pochettino?
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I hate saying it. but are you going to (laughs) say? You can can take a man out of Spurs, but you can't take Spurs out of a man. Hashtag Spurs yesterday. Mm. It's it's a pride for me because even in their duels in the Premier League, I mean, uh, there was one instance where Pep actually called Tottenham the Harry Kane team. And that didn't go down well. Yeah, that that didn't go down well with Potts. And then it just so happened that, lo- that uh, two years ago, Harry Kane was not available for that Champions League fixture against City. And what happened? City went absolutely out. And Lucas Moore I came on. Alive. Yeah. So I feel like Poch does know how to beat Pep, but we've never ever looked at a Poch team and a Pep team and been like, you know what, I actually favor uh, Mauricio for this one. Every single time Mauricio has come has come out, you know, on the winning end, I think it's just honestly been... Down to City ruin their chances because we remember that 2018 game. Boy, did they ruin mm. their chances? They mm. to them in the final mm. minute. They ruined their chances. So I could say it's unfortunate, but you can like Rome was not built in the day, especially in a in a, in a footballing sense. In terms of a PSG sense, you know, um, yeah. it would have been it would have been wo- it would have been wild for us to expect for us to go a, to go into PSG in one season and essentially be mm. six mm. stars. Their temperaments to go and get them o- over the hurdle. Oh, man, we were asking for too much. And uh, I think right now things are written in the stars, you know, for this for this city team. It's it's really written. But then you think to yourself, damn Pep Guardiola, he's won fourteen out of fifteen finals. Finals, yeah. Four, six out of six finals. So you want something tasty. But I'm also not going to offend you because I know you're a Chelsea fan. So you want. I, I I mean
0: I, I thought maybe you just got blind to this this
1: orange badge in
0: front of you because I was just like nah my guy's getting carried away but it's okay I'll bring him back down to earth. Uh, will, speaking of these, know. yeah.
1: I will tell you though that I feel that Chelsea pose a bigger threat to Man City than Real Madrid does in the final. That's as much as I'm going to give you.
0: Okay, let us move on into that second um, semi-final that you're talking about tonight. We do have Chelsea who hosts the 13-time champions in Real Madrid at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea, at this point, in time do have a little bit of an edge with that one away goal that they do have, but also we know that Real Madrid are defending champions in every aspect of the world, whether it's La Liga, whether it's Champions League, this is Zinedine Zidane, and also I speak like this because they are both my teams, I have had the toughest of (laughs) times,
1: I've been having the worst time. Football's, footballs amazing when you watch as a neutral. That's why yesterday's game was amazing. Oh. There, were, there were no tears. But boy, you're gonna be hurting today. So
0: I am I mean irregardless, irregardless. But you know, somebody um, said to me that, you know, at, at at a stage like this, I can't be neutral. And I can understand where they're coming from because looking at both sides obviously, everybody needs Chelsea or Chelsea supporters needs Chelsea to get another, you know, um, Champions League. It's been a while. But also, looking at Real Madrid, Zinedine Zidane, with the marvellous things he's done over the years, he too yeah. deserves it, surely. So, it's one of those, those tassels, man, when it's up to, you know, Thomas Tuchel and Zinedine Zidane magic to come out on top tonight and obviously posed that threat for, you know, making the 29th of May in Istanbul against Manchester City. I've said this for weeks. I've said this on Reddit. It's probably even on my Twitter that I did say we're going to have an English final. So already that made it sound as if I knew Chelsea was going to make the final. That was before the draw was done. But looking at... You're saying a lot
1: right now. And for the first time, ever, you and I are going to swap roles now. So now I am the host. Now I'm going to ask you... (laughs) <laughs> you know, how do you feel today's game is gonna go? Because leave let me let you do the whole thing. You know, we've seen the duels between the two men before in the past, and I just want to know, as an avid Chelsea fan, as an avid Chelsea supporter who has gone on record on Touchline in saying that, he, that there will be an all-English final, how do you feel this game is gonna go? Right now, advanced Chelsea. How does how does the game end tonight? No.
0: So here's, here's the thinking. With Real Madrid, never, ever, ever take Real Madrid to extra time. Because the minute you do that, you've lost the time. So the, the main business for Chelsea tonight is to make sure they get that first goal. That first goal is very crucial. And we know with Real Madrid's playing style, we know that obviously Varane is out for today. We do know that Sergio Ramos will be playing. We know that um, Edier Militao is probably playing. So that means the space behind Real Madrid Behind that defense is wide open, which makes it so great for the likes of Pulisic, for the likes of Timo Werner to exploit. But also, we know Timo's mishaps, guys. Woo! Chest pains! Chest Can't pains go.
1: galore! Tell me, do you, do you think that yeah? Timo Werner gets the nod tonight, given the fact that people even went on record last, uh, last week in saying that he's not just a little bit concerned, but he's quite concerned. About the two misses that because he, he had two chances last week. Yes, literally okay. going bury that ball. Do you feel to kill the one, game? Yeah, yeah, do you, that, do, you, do you think that one he should start? Do you think that two Thomas Tuchel will start? Him? And the last question What do you think Thomas Tuchel has brought to Chelsea to go and get them to be actually challenging to be in the final of the Champions League? Yo, I like this role, this is nice.
0: Ah, look at you do not get too comfortable in that chair that was mine you'll be giving it back next week Monday <laughs> um, but one thing that show has done is, is bring belief um, I think a lot of the players were very critical of themselves um, there was a lot of self-doubt, and I'm going to mention a few names with regards to um, Andreas Christensen. I think we never saw him in that centre-back role. Um, Antonio Rudiger, we never saw him um, post um, Frank Lampard. We had already written them out, so he's already built that belief, and that's something I appreciated when he first got to Chelsea. Because scoring wasn't a Problem for Chelsea was conceding so much that he got the structure of the defense right because he knew strike and attack wasn't the issue. So yeah. I, I love that. That's what he's done for the boys. Um, and also, too, um, he also has these German boys firing. I mean, as much as we want to say that you know Timo is is not producing in terms of goals, he is the first player in his first season since Eden Hazard to reach double figures of goals and assists in their first season. So he's not having the worst of seasons. He could be having a better one but yes I do believe Timo Werner will start tonight and also I do believe he will keep Kai Havertz in that false nine position I do believe he's going to start the two Germans um, and also looking at defense um, Andres Christensen and Rudiger and Tiago Silva are going to be very busy with that man that legend the love of my life Eden Hazard <laughs> who will be starting for Real Madrid today how do you feel about are,
1: are you nervous for the for the return of Hazard coming into the side? Do you think that he will do something against
0: you guys? He will. He will. I mean, he's the one person that knows all our secrets and he knows all our defenders quite well. But also, he played a full, solid 70, 75 minutes on Saturday and Eden Hazard is ready to go, man. Um, I'm very, very skeptical. I'm very scared. But he will make a difference. But also, I really don't want him to score. Uh, <laughs> not yet. I'm not ready <laughs>
1: Do you feel if he scores and celebrates at the bridge against his former team?
0: I know he'll, if he scores, he won't celebrate. He
1: uh, won't.
0: Uh, like, I know he's uh, not a young, no, he's not a Talbot uh, Louise. I know Talbot uh, Louise and I had no manners. <laughs> I don't see has I'm that.
1: celebrating. That's how I felt about a certain former captain of a club club that I used to support in North London, uh, Robin Van Persie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Things, things will hurt you in ways you never thought you imagined, but it's going to be a tasty fixture tonight. Yo. I'm very, very excited. Um, I just know there is something called football heritage when it comes to Ala mm. Madrid. Um, and so I just feel that they know how to get over the line. Um Karim yeah. Benzema, almost in the form of his life at Real Madrid, essentially carrying mm-hmm. that team. That was a, his finish, literally, in the first oh, leg. Oh, my
0: God. Was, was
1: Absolutely, oh, I'd cheered. Outrageous. Outrageous. So, um, if the boy, if Vinicius comes to the party, if uh, we know Tony Chris and Modric will hold it down in the middle of the park, we know Casemiro is going to have an imperious performance.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's just a matter of, will your moments of magic uh, count towards something or uh-huh. Real Madrid keep on doing what they know that they're good at? So, but it to be delicious. Let's see what happens tonight.
0: Yeah. I think for me I'm also just a little bit concerned because as much as I'm saying yeah Kai Havertz will probably play for Chelsea I'm looking at you know the UCL top goal scorers right now and majority of them are chilling on six goals and that includes the likes of Olivier Giroud I don't know why will we not play Olivier Giroud I mean this game in the in the sense that I'm saying that the back will be open screams a Giroud kind of vibe so I'm just also looking at who Real Madrid are also gonna have in their team because I mean they're chopping and changing as usual, but we have a we have an idea of who they're gonna play. And uh, looking so at I how they play in the weekends, yeah. We know that you know Vinicius is probably gonna start with Eden Hazard. Um, we have Benzema in the front, that midfield doesn't change, Modric, Casimiro, Cruz. Like we know Real Madrid, that those are the players that won, that treble, you know, twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen was a dominance by Real Madrid and they know how to get over the line. So again. Again, just like last week, it's experience
1: versus speed. 100%. And it's also going to be a matter of, you know, who wastes less chances? Because I feel like that's the issue Mm of Olivier Giroud sometimes, that he gets the opportunities and he wastes the simple opportunities, but then he'll go and Mm. get you uh, a a goal that is... Like a ...of the the Mm XG, you know, factor. So, but whereas, you know, Karim Benzema is a gunman, you know, he doesn't miss, but we know Vinicius is also very wasteful so it's really going to be a matter of the chances that fall to the required people you know they should fall to the guys who essentially are your your gunmen chances should fall mm. to your politics, your politics of the world but your, your yeah. should fall, and fall to if it is team of Varadana let him make it count but if the chances yeah. are really fall to Karim Benzema I don't know how today's gonna go but uh, i know that the tears will be in order for you tomorrow morning that's not about
0: the tr- morning is not like already like you know what that song plays we are no. the champions i'm just like yo my champion one of my champions is going to hear this for the very last time. But I also feel that a game such as this is also poised out and set, really, for the goalkeepers, too. Because I really believe that tonight they're going to be a lot busier than they were in that first leg for the semis. I think um, Mendy and Thibaut Courtois are going to have quite a bit of a tough time with those forwards that we've been mentioning. But just to wrap up this chat, Vince, who do you see in that final in in Istanbul on the 29th of May?
1: I think I want the final that everybody wants. And I want a final that goes and sees two experienced managers at the highest level who have been there um, with their teams at the highest level, whose records are actually almost unblemished. So, like I said, Mm -hmm. Guardiola, 15 out of 16 finals, he's won. Uh, Zidane, six out of six finals, he's won. I want to see, I want to see a game of stars. You know, last year the Bayern Munich Messager game did not really live up to, to the billing. Um, but I feel like this one. You know, you essentially have it's, it's almost like a uh, the, the, the Barça of old. You know that Guardiola tried to has tried to create a city against
0: know, is, know, the new yeah.
1: Real Madrid of Zinedine Zidane. I mean, yeah, so that's that's the match that I'm craving. I can see a Chelsea versus City any day of the week in the... uh, the You really are. Like, even on
0: Saturday, you're going to see them.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I'll tell you what. People think that, you know, Saturday's game means something. Look, City are going to win Saturday's game. And they're going to win it with their lesser-than team. And so, it just shows to me that, yes, Chelsea, yeah, you've you've done great to get to the final. But I would like to see a Real Madrid... Uh, city final also purely because i i have some some feelings towards city i like city so i don't want to have to have someone on this podcast running in my (laughs) ear for a whole year (laughs) telling me about chelsea so that's what i want and my prayers are strong so let's see what happens Okay,
0: yeah Oh, wow. I love how you trust your ancestors. But you heard it here first from Vince. He does say that he wants Manchester City and Real Madrid to make that final in Istanbul. But also now moving on to another league. That is the Europa League. His league, I'm going to call it that for now. Because... Uh, His team have a lot of work to do in that second leg when they host Villarreal at the Emirates on Thursday. That is the Europa League. Manchester United beating Roma in that first leg, getting a 6-2 victory. Um, I don't know what the hell was happening with Roma, but they did it again this weekend. And maybe that's why. Um, Jose Mourinho did say that he is never out of football. Three weeks later, he announces that he will be back. I look forward to seeing Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho on the touchline because we know that when those two are together, ties fly, literally. <laughs> but man. Vince, looking at, looking at Europa right now, how is it poised? Do you see a victory? Do you see Arsenal in the final?
1: Um... I'll tell you what, you know, because clearly I'm 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 Houdini. Um, I'm Nostradamus nowadays. I know I know exactly what's going to happen, and it just happens. So I'm gonna go and say that Arsenal are going to win this game. They are gonna go. They're gonna go and put in a two 0 performance. Um, I fully expect that. I, I hope. I mean, It's come to a stage where I'm not even expecting Arsenal you know, to go for a big stars to come to the party. I'm just, right now, I'm, I'm hanging on a thread. It's just hope nowadays. It's, it's honestly. hope. <laughs> i reading, reading a book has told me to go and put positive things out there. And every time I come to Touchline, I complain about the nonsense that is Arsenal Football Club <laughs> and that they should a date and start a So today I'm going to say the players are hungry. The manager knows exactly what he's doing. The players are performing to their best potential. I'm lying, but I'm going to put it out there. But um, I think last... We haven't actually we actually haven't chatted about last week's game. What I will mm. tell you, is that this tie should be over. But lo, the game that happened last week was exactly why Arsenal sacked Unai Emery. That was the most Unai Emery performance I've seen. You are beating Arsenal 2-0 mm. at home. Arsenal get a red card. And you tell me you can't go and put Arsenal to bed. You can't mm. go and do what United did against Roma and Roma. completely cancel that next time. And, and, and that's that was my issue with United Emery from the very beginning is that in winning positions, even when he's got an advantage, he literally goes into these defensive stance mm. and <laughs> give another team hope. And, he, and that's what he did. He gave Arsenal hope. And because now we're at the Emirates. I just think that there's something in that fixture. If Arsenal score one goal, it's already advantage Arsenal. If the game is one purely because of away away goals, we win. So I think Arsenal um, have the ability to go and um, give it to give it to Villarreal. Um, uh, think, what
0: happens yeah. when, a, when a certain former Arsenal player nets the, the winning goal for Real uh, with also your former um, coach I mean, imagine, I mean he, he knows how to win Europa, I mean he's done it before he's done it several times, he's one of the most, you know, winners with regards to Europa, what do you think he might do differently, I mean he's probably looked at last week's game and, and saw that they literally have a foot in the door right now what, yeah. what do you think can he do if, the second um, if, second leg to make sure of that
1: if Unai Emery can come out and be as dominant in possession, uh, be as aggressive as his team were in the first mm-hmm. half of that game, if he can come out and be and be brave today, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be a matter of which coach is braver. Does Arteta mm. come out and be um, somewhat aggressive from the very beginning, while well, knowing that he can leave gaps in behind, or does Unai Emery think to himself? You know, this is the opportunity, you know? Um, Yeah. I I think Unai Emery knows the weaknesses of this Arsenal side. He does, he -hmm. knows his team very, very well. Yes, a different team, but very much the personal are very much the same. And he knows how, you know, the Arsenal team plays. Mm -hmm. I think um, that it's going to, it's generally going to be a matter of also which which players actually step up to the occasion. On we the day, how, yeah. Yeah. We saw how the <laughs> Arsenal team was the last week. They were very, very sensitive in possession. They were shy, mm-hmm. they were timid. But it's, we need someone to go out there, exert a personality. You know, that's exactly why, you know, I'm, I'm such a big fan of Lacazette, because Lacazette comes I in it there it with that man, personality. That. That. comes in with that personality. There are mistakes in them, but they come in with that personality. Sometimes yeah. like Yam yeah. doesn't come in with that personality. <laughs> and we just need someone aggressive to kind of like take the game by the scuff, but are also two teams that don't have a player that can take game by their scuffers i'm looking at nicola pepe i'm yeah. looking at yeah. Karisaka, i'm looking at i'm looking at arsenal well. kevin yeah. yeah. de bruyne and emil smith and i'm thinking <laughs> come on you know our, our season is done already like just fuck just our season is done already just give me something just give, just us, give us just me give, give me the title something give me that cup. If we can't get to the final of the of this Europa League, if if, Man United has done their part, you wanted your your all-English final, here it is, just in a different format because your team is losing. Here's the all-English final. (laughs) Give Give me something. That's all I'm saying.
0: I love the shade that you you know just threw in there a little bit you know just in passing in case you missed it I love that but also speaking about that other team um, that's done their part already I mean Manchester United have been, my I don't even know what to call it but they demolished Roma last week 6-2 victory and it already sounds like in your mind, you are already there at the Europa Cup final. It is an all English final. Um, you guys have to deal with the likes of one of the top scorers in this competition, that is Bruno Fernandes. How do you guys see, you know, that that threat? How do you think Arsenal can combat that threat? Because everything that Manchester United these days does has to go through him. How do you stop that threat?
1: Um, I must say, if there's one team in the Premier League that I don't fear it's Manchester United, clearly because also all their fans are always in here in my ear. Yeah. If if you can even go and look back in terms of the history of this fixture, over recent times, you know, given the fact that now they've they've broken away from their manager of old, you know, who gave them the glory days. Mm. Since Mm. then, you know, since let's say 2015, recent times, we're going to go back half a decade. Arsenal has been very dominant of the Manchester United versus Arsenal fixture. They've been very dominant of that fixture. Yeah. but the issue comes in with the fact that united's top players know how to step up mm. well, is, is stepping up Bruno fernandez gets up in the penalty box so i don't know if you step up to that or you just whatever
0: <laughs>
1: what is it with like you know certain united players ashley young did it, Bruno Fernandes did it. Mm-hmm. you know we're going to have var in that final you know, the, the half the world is watching that final. So I dare him to go and give me give them a good penalty. A, a penalty.
0: <laughs> but
1: look, I, I, I think it's a final that I that I want. I know what you're are gonna be about. It's just gonna be a hey, you at the wheel. Let's go and put them out there. You guys just express yourself because there's there yeah. are no to tonight. <laughs> I just feel that they've always been a 2nd they're always a second half team, but they're a great yeah. second half they're, a They're great an odd team, yes. <laughs> you know? yes. Um, so yeah, last week, look uh, against Roma, that, that that Roma keeper was a curate. He was just sitting there.
0: Oh, um, child, um, no guys oh. were firing
1: there's no chance you should be winning a game six-two in the finals of Europe. That is actually ridiculous. But, and especially
0: um, a hurdle that Manchester United have always had an issue. I mean, we all know that Oli yeah. has only gotten to semis and that's kind of where he has always been. So I think maybe yeah. that's where the chat was. Like, no, you know what? We've been, you know, in this voodoo for a long time. We'll show y'all that we're way past this. And that's where the six goals came from. And looking at yeah. how this week as well, I don't see its stopping. I don't see how they will not be getting any more goals. And also because I looked at Roma this past weekend in, you know, um CBR and they were just as awful as they were in that first leg. And I don't know how you motivate a team to come back from that with so yeah. much also going on because in between back-to-back losses, I don't know how you announce that this coach is leaving and you're getting another coach. I feel like there's so much going on in Rome right now that no matter what players say, things like this, do affect them. And I don't know whether Eden Jekyll can rally his charges to make sure that they, you know, they overturn that deficit. But like you said, it seems like it's going to be an all English final in the Europa League as well. And uh, Vince, that's actually how I want to end off the conversation today on this special edition of Touchline. Before we wrap up, do remember that it is a second leg semi final tonight, the Champions League. That is Chelsea, who hosts Real Madrid, as well as Manchester United and Roma tomorrow, and also via Real and Arsenal at the Emirates that is how we wrap up Touchline today Vince thank you so much I look forward to chatting to you again on Monday when we catch up on everything that has happened in football
1: looking forward to it if Arsenal lose you won't find me on Touchline the rest of the year uh, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: for everybody oh everybody that has tuned into to touchline thank you so much please do find us on all our socials that is touchline essay on instagram and twitter my name is until next time here on touchline we're out